to me, it's not out of the realm of possibility that we are really very near to the inflection point where things get very unpleasant very quickly. That's what history says. What's up, everybody? Tay Nix here back again with the Expat Files. In Chapter 11 of The Road to Serfdom, author Friedrich Hayek, and the chapter title is Death of Truth. The author details how in, and if you don't know The Road to Serfdom, it's a book that Hayek wrote, it's a very famous Austrian economist. Hayek's purpose in writing the book was to explain to Westerners, to highlight some of the dangers of socialism um, in order to have a socialist kind of society and a setup that centralizes power that tightly and that uh, strongly that you have to use unbelievable amounts of force. In chapter 11, he talks about the death of truth. And what he talks about is how very much like Orwell captured in 1984, how what you're seeing is no longer allowed to be discussed in terms that makes it obvious and true uh, that you can actually communicate truthfully about what is happening around you. As a just grand tour de force example of this, and I got this from uh, the really excellent podcast that Matt Taibbi does with Walter Kern, both of whom are, are real wits and, uh, and obviously uh, tremendous writers, both. There was a fire underneath a freeway in Los Angeles, apparently. Um, I'm nowhere near Los Angeles, thank goodness. But uh, the fire was so intense, and this whatever date this was, like in the last week to 10 days as I'm recording this, and the fire was so intense, it melted cement and like it it actually damaged the, the underpass. Uh, the, the blaze was so hot that it actually damaged the freeway. So the I-10 stretching through Los Angeles, the main artery stretching through Los Angeles is essentially out of commission. Well, obviously, if you've been to L.A. or even near it, you know how horrific, crippling it is for the main artery like that to be. Uh, essentially severed. The the comedy, I think, in the situation is the way in which the powers that be are dealing with the obvious breakdown and deterioration of what remains of of the United States and and U.S. infrastructure. We had a country that functioned, right? And that the, the, the burning of a freeway, first of all, how does a fire start that gets so out of control and burns so hot that you boil the freeway or burn the freeway and damage a, a major freeway like that. There should be some laws of physics there that make that almost impossible. And yet, right, so much garbage and shit had been piled up underneath the freeway that uh, here we are. And so, and understand that the New York Times is effectively a kind of mouthpiece or a sort of window on the soul of the elites in this country, in the United States. And the reaction was no big deal. Everybody stay calm. Just take the, 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 the 10, just go around it, take the I-10 to the 5 and you'll be fine. And it's like, are you, are you shitting me? 
But, but the attitude of the people who run our institutions, the attitude of the people at the New York Times and speaking for the elites, both from Washington all the way to New York and, and, on, the, and on the West Coast as well, is that all these people complaining about having to sit in traffic because, gee, like, what's the big deal? It's just the freeway getting shut down. Like, wow, can't you, can't you stop complaining and be a little less right, disgruntled and unappreciative? The basic disconnect that you see taking place now, you are not allowed to say that, hey, part of the country is truly upset and dissatisfied because the things that we used to take for granted, like functioning highways, right, that don't catch on fire, um, are now no longer true. That horrific train wreck in Ohio, uh, whenever that was, months ago, a year ago, time seems to blend together now, doesn't it? Um, so many crises, right? Um, all of the various things that we see breaking down, the, the incredibly obvious deterioration of the country, the infrastructure, the institutions, the rule of law, things like this all going away. And the basic attitude from the people running the institutions is, what's the big deal? What are you so upset about? Paul Krugman, who also writes for the New York Times, apparently um and I mean, he's famous for doing this, but his basic conclusion is, hey, people who are complaining either about not, not doing well in the U.S. or about right unfairness and economic inequality and all the rest, like these people need to suck in their lower lip and, and stop uh, complaining and sort of get their act together and uh, stop bothering the rest of us with all their bitching and moaning because don't they see how good they have it? And th this was an argument that was made to me decades and decades ago. I understood even at that time that we were heading into a, a, a very obvious decline, that things were definitely not going to be as good in the future as they had been up to that point in my life or in our glorious past. And certainly that's exactly what has played out. And the argument that is always, always made, if you think it sucks so bad here, you should go live somewhere else. Well, I did that. I took that advice and I took a left turn and sort of left U.S. culture and society and really went out on my own. And what I discovered was it's true. There are absolutely advantages to living in North America. And once upon a time, these advantages actually mattered to the point where people took care of things like highways and infrastructure. And there weren't millions of, you know, hundreds of thousands of people living in homeless tent shelter encampments in our cities. And, and, and trains didn't derail when they were carrying toxic chemicals, right? And the highway didn't burn and catch on fire in a place like Los Angeles. Um, but that all of that mattered a lot less to me as my in my younger years um, because of the because of the unbelievable freedom you can find in some of these other places. Now we see as North America continues to the total inability of our political leadership to come to anything like uh, compromise or just to make any progress at all. Right. That the one thing they can agree upon is spending more money. Right. It doesn't really do anything. Right. There was some kind of big infrastructure bill passed. Right. But none of that money obviously went anywhere and it and made any kind of positive difference because we have highways that are burning down. And the attitude from the elites is, hey, look, if you don't get how good it is here, then what you have is a cognitive problem. Right. You're suffering from co co cognitive dis dissonance. The fact that we have tons of homeless people and that our roads are breaking down and that everything is falling down around us 
is not really true. What's really happening is you just don't know how good you got it. And so this is a fascinating topic for me. Um, the, the Chinese premier, uh, Xi Jinping, is coming to San Francisco. Now, I lived in San Francisco on and off for, well, for three years while I did a graduate degree. And I actually lived, I didn't live in San Francisco. I had a boat and I lived in Half Moon Bay and I would commute up and down the coast. But I lived, I slept in the back of my Subaru and in the back of a girlfriend's van. I would just sleep in the back and get up and go to class in the morning. San Francisco, once upon a time, obviously, was one of the premier cities in the world. Even at the time that I was there, it was absolutely disgusting. And the school I went to was in the Mission, so not far from the Tenderloin. If you know the San Francisco layout, if you know the area around Market Street and south of Market especially, it's disgusting. The, the famous heat map that shows where all the human excrement is, they try to keep an updated heat map. Like, hey, somebody just took a shit over here, put it on the map, and you could actually go on this. And there's like an app on your phone so you know how to avoid all the human waste. Um, drug addicts. I stepped over a guy who was lying face down, bleeding. I assumed he was dead. Uh, nobody seemed to notice or care. I mean, that kind of stuff was going on. And this was 2005, Okay. 18 years later, right, in 2023, um, it's so bad that in order for the premier to come to California, now it's interesting that he's coming to California, um, the Chinese are betting heavily that Gavin Newsom will be the front runner for the Democratic ticket. I think that's partly what that means. But he's coming to San Francisco, and now 